This is the Mess It Up Podcast, where we take your mess and turn it into a message. And now, here's the Bowtie Guy. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Mess It Up Podcast. I am your host, the Bowtie Guy, joined by Kevin again this week. How are we all doing tonight? Well, you know, we're doing good, but Kevin is uh, here. He is He's a trooper uh, tonight. He's feeling and uh, he had already said he would do it, and he said, no, he's going to live up to his commitment, which is a real nice way to, to keep going with things. So thank you, Kevin, for uh, coming, even when you're ill. He is in another room, though. We're doing this over Zoom, and um, I can't listen to my audio right now, and I tested it beforehand, so I'm hoping that the audio is uh, sounding okay. Do I sound all right on your end, Kevin? You sound good to me, sir. Nice. You're sounding pretty good here, too. Hey, the Mess It Up podcast is all about taking a mess, turn it into a message, you know that by now, but um, we have a couple of other things that we do, and one of them is we like to hang out on the uh, Instagrams and the Twitters and the Reddits, and I was really super excited. Finally got some traction on Reddit this last week. Had a couple of people that will be coming up in the uh, coming weeks as guests um, that responded to a, uh, a call I put out on Reddit, so check us out on Reddit. It's Messed Up Ministries on Reddit. You can uh, find us there. We also hang out in the Celebrate Recovery uh, subreddit and the uh, Redditors in Recovery subreddit uh, is where you'll find a lot of me. Strangely enough, I also spend some time in uh, dad jokes uh, on on Reddit, so uh, you might see me there as well. But uh, check us out on the social media because it makes it a lot more fun. Like us on Facebook, and here's the thing: I would love to see people sharing us with their friends because the way that we're going to get this thing to grow is just to spread the word, and I can spread it so far and so deep, which you already know. But uh, I got to count on uh, you listeners to help me spread it the rest of the way. So if you could just, on Tuesdays, post the show with the hashtag TuneInTuesday, and, um, or anytime during the week, just say, hey, here's something I heard. Maybe you like it, uh, send it to a speci- uh, specific person, or just blanket it out there on your social media so that more people can get the word about that. That would be awesome. Um, we also are listener supported, which means all of our funding comes from you, dear listeners, through two sources. One of them is Patreon, and you can go to messituppodcast.com, click on the Become a Patron button, and you can become a financial donor for the show. Or we also have a text-to-give option. Text the word MUM, M-U-M, because MUM's the word. Text MUM to 760-WALLS-C-A, and that will take you to our uh, giving site, and all of these uh, donations that you make to help support the show, because we're a nonprofit organization, they are tax deductible. Uh, Patreon keeps a little piece for itself, but our text to give, uh, you get 100% of what you give, you get off on your taxes. So uh, if you're looking for tax break, we're here to help you out with that. Uh, we love all of our patrons and givers. So thank you for joining in on that. Kevin, I think I got the upfront part of the show in in less than three minutes. I think that's the first for us, Paul. I'm, I'm trying to talk fast without talking too fast. Listen, one of the things that people love about the show, and by love, I mean, um, I love it. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I'm anticipating that everybody else loves it too. Uh, but we have a word of the week. The big word of the week this week is proliferate, which means to increase rapidly in numbers or to multiply. And we want our listeners to proliferate. And we don't mind if our donations proliferate either, because I'm going to tell you what, people. We just took our TB test today, Bev and I, and we're going back into the prison very soon. 
And uh, I don't know what gas is doing in your neck of the woods, but it is uh, scratching that 550 mark here in Ridgecrest. And I, uh, I saw it for over $6 several places down in the LA area this weekend when I was down there. So um, gas don't come cheap. And basically what you're doing by supporting the show is you're helping to send Bev and I to prison. And who doesn't want to send Paul to prison? I mean, come on, it's a great thing to do, uh, but you can help pay for gas and defray our costs of travel to get in there and do uh, God's work on the prisons. So thank you to everybody for doing that. Thanks for joining us. And uh, I think it's time to just dig in. What do you think, Kevin? Sounds good to me. Nice. So <clears throat> I was driving home this weekend. I went to a, a, a hockey, a soccer... my goodness, get your sports together, Paul. I went to a lacrosse game indoor lacrosse, San Diego Seals, took my grandsons and my daughter and my wife. And when we're coming back, I was listening to an album that has been stirring my heart since, uh, oh gosh, November, uh, December, when I saw uh, the band um, Blue October, their most recent album has been on heavy rotation on my playlist. And I'm just blown away by his ability to capture what I'm thinking and feeling in words. And I'm a word guy. I do the podcast, I do the blog, I write books. I love words so much. And when I can't express something in a way that I, I want to, it really affects me. I have a, 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 that's when I probably get the most sad or depressed or despondent or whatever the word is that's when I feel the worst about myself and little voices in my head start talking and telling me, well, you know, that guy did it. He was a druggie, uh, lost his kids. And now he's out there making music and changing people's lives. What are you doing, man? And that, that negative self-talk starts in. And as I was listening to this record coming home, I was thinking about that. I was like, this is what I'm talking about on the show this week. So I, I changed my topics and uh, asked Kevin if he would join me. So Kevin, what does the negative talk look like to you? How does, how does negative talk come into play in your life? Uh, you know, with the bipolar that I have, it is something I deal with very regularly. Um, and it's also a part of ADHD as well. It, there is a, a component there, uh, you know, and it's always, you know, I'm screwing this up. I'm going to mess this up. Um, and, and, and in its worst times, it, it winds up being like a self-destructive. I will mm -hmm. screw things up to keep it, for, to, to speed it along because my brain's telling me it's going to fail anyways. Right. And, um, you know, uh, it's just depression on steroids almost <laughs> at times. Right. Just, um, you know, I make a small mistake and my brain's all, well, that's the end of that. You know, oh, she's going to dump you. Oh, you're going to get fired. Oh, you're going to, whatever the case may be, you know, that's where it goes. Yeah. And it, for me, it is a nagging um, magpie of a voice. It, it just keeps at it. It has patience it has temerity it has tenacity it has gumption it has staying power and it just keeps on coming and and reminding me of what it's thinking all the time just that you're not doing enough your your ministry is not successful enough you're not reaching enough people you're not doing things in a way that 
you should be able to do? Is that all you've got? Those kinds of things just get played over and over and over in my mind. And, and the thing that really is sad is, is the moments I can think of in my life where I've had that the most have been where I've heard something beautiful. And that's, that's my, the, the inroad for me is attacking me with my words or my inability with words. Um, do you have common areas that you get attacked, Kevin, or does it come from wherever? Um, I don't know. I, I would say probably most commonly is because and it's because of how much is when I'm playing guitar or bass for either the Celebrate Recovery worship team or on the Sunday worship team or even the youth group worship team. Um, if I if I mess up a note or I mess up that guitar chord or, or whatever or I get crazy and you know thump the bass on the wrong on the wrong beat and you know uh my brain immediately starts telling me oh they all heard that oh they're all laughing at me oh you don't screw this up they'll never have you back and um and more often than not what I found is when I have that where I feel like I've had my worst uh, I hate to call it a performance because I, I don't like call, viewing it that way. But when I feel like I've played my worst, mm-hmm. I, it, it never ceases to amaze me how many people have come from the congregation and tell me that that was just really powerful today. Mm. I'm like, wait, what? Were we at this? Were, were we in the same <laughs> building? Uh, and and so, kind of, you said like, God knows what He's doing, and we're always our own worst critics and some of us just take it to another level and you know and and I tend to be really bad in relationships um some of that's history and and punishment from the past that still plays in my mind and and so when I'm in a relationship I tend to be always waiting for that other shoe to drop looking for that other shoe to drop and my brain just starts filling in its own blanks yeah, yeah, and that's you know I, I I I always tell people, you know, if you want me to know some information, give it to me because if you just give me part of the information, I will fill in the old the the, the blanks with my own information, and and in you know large part, it's not going to match what you're thinking because it's going to come through my own look at things and and whatever it is, and. I can't be trusted to do that with, nope. with yours, but, but I'll fill in those blanks. And it's just, you know, it, it's one of those things I can tell when I'm in a negative headspace, when I get a call from a person and I think, Oh, what did I do? What's wrong? Why are they calling me? Not, Hey, this could be a person calling to, you know, ask me out for coffee or just check and see how I'm doing. It's, yeah. um, it, it's, it's always, you know, it's just like jump into that, what's wrong? What did I do? And yeah. it's not, what did they do? What did I do? Why are they? Oh, mad? Oh, I mean, I don't know. How, I've had phone calls from the police department uh, and I see RPD pull up, show up on my caller ID. And I'm like, immediately, like, I haven't even left the house today. What did I do wrong? And, and yeah. they're calling and, and, and I know they're calling. I know what they're calling for and it's not bad. And, but yet your mind still goes there. Or, you know, in the hospital calls, you're like, oh, no, my, my, something's wrong with my insurance or any number of other things, even though you're expecting them to call. And it might just be a simple routine 
lab work and they're just saying it's ready to go but right you know and i don't know have you ever gotten pulled over and not looked at your speedometer uh, no i i don't look at my speedometer when i get pulled over because i always know what's going on with my speedometer um i can say this i've been pulled over once that was unjust <laughs> every other time it has been completely justified and the one time it was unjust the officer realized it right away and uh and let me go but um i don't like it when there's a cop behind me um when i'm when i'm doing the speed limit and i see the cop i think okay they're gonna find something i do oh, yeah. i do think that and i i will admit that that has changed with police officers since my incarceration i have a um uh a greater fear of of that before i used to love to be followed by a cop just to do everything so right that it would just annoy them and i i saw that as a challenge now i'm just like okay i'm gonna pull into this guy's driveway and make friends with them as if this is where i was going because i'm done being followed by a police officer at this point um and, and I, I did say the one time i was pulled over incorrectly it was kind of funny because i was coming home from a celebrate recovery meeting we had just locked up pulled out onto the main street here in Ridgecrest. The wind was blowing. It moved our car all over the place. And I got pulled over literally about 200 yards from where I just left the church uh, for uh, suspicion of DUI. And um, they could see immediately that I wasn't drunk. And we had a good laugh about it. But um, yeah, I, I do. I do tend to, you know, think, what did I do? Uh, if, if someone from the church calls, oh, I must have left something out. I must have left the door unlocked. I must have messed something up. The open. They must be mad and they're canceling CR. What, you know, in my mind will. And I, I think I'll probably tell people most of the time if they ask me, I will say I'm an optimistic person. Um, and I try to find the good and the light. But when it comes to myself, I tend to be a lot more doom and gloom than I am with other people. I'm much better at spreading light than being light, I think. I get that. I, I really do. It, um, like in the job field I do, I work in mental health and I'm the guy and also in my own friend group and so many people around me, everyone comes to talk to me about what's going on and I help them and get them going, get them turned around, get them on a better path at least for the day but i don't do that for myself i don't seek help i will then internalize it beat myself up for it look for everything i've done wrong on it and replay it over and over and over over analyzing everything i've done sure yeah that analysis uh uh routine just can be a killer um for sure well, it's, it's kind of leading into, and I did not plan this, because like I said, I, I completely hijacked my, my schedule and plugged this topic in. But the song that I had plugged in here for the last several weeks was a song called All Together by Mike Donahue. So we're going to play that right now. I think it fits in pretty well with what we're talking about. Uh, we'll be back on the other side of this uh, 90 second break uh, to talk about that and to talk about how to take this self-doubt and, and turn it around and, and start uh, you know, solving this, turn the mess into a message, as we like to say. So here's 90 seconds of Mike Donahue, and we'll be back on the other side. Together, together. Love keeps our broken pieces all together. I want a church that looks like 12 steps. We're all honest and accepted. 
myself to cultivate the kind of life that others haven't seen yet. Hey, we're back uh, with the, uh, I, I feel like a, a morning DJ now. We're back. Uh, we're back here on the Mess It Up podcast. That was Mike Donahue. And one of you listeners out there sent that to me because I, I didn't find it in my Shazam list. So I know I didn't discover this song, but uh, I don't remember uh, who sent it to me. So if you were that person, please uh, send me a text and say it was me. Um, you could send me the text, by the way, 760-608-1942. Um, or email me at bowtieguy at messituppodcast.com. But I want to know that it was you that, uh, that came up with the song because I just dig this song. Kevin, hit me with your thoughts. Uh, you know, this is not a song that's easy to narrow down where you want to start. Like, I think we could each take the whole song and do a whole podcast just on it. Um, but for me and my journey, the do I dare tell you the state I'm in and cracks are where the light gets in. That one kind of hit a little close to home. Um, you know, when I'm in my negative self-talk, uh, something I've started doing in my relationship that I'm in now is when I'm having those crazy thoughts, when I feel like I'm everything I touch is falling apart and I'm ruining everything, I just go ahead and, and let my girlfriend know. I tell her. I tell her the thoughts I'm having and the things I'm dealing with um, I guess that's kind of how I know she's a keeper because she hasn't kicked me out yet for it. <laughs> but um, on the other hand, though, it gives her a, it gives her warning that I'm struggling and what I'm struggling with. Right, and that kind of ties into that later bit of um, you know, am I the only one who struggles here and now? No. I can tell you that right now. No, the time we're in, in our society, more people are struggling with depression and suicidal ideation than ever before. Am I the only one who wrestles with my doubt? No, I can tell you that now. Paul told me he struggles with doubt. I know other people struggle with doubt. And if I tell you all my secrets, will you go running out? My experience is, is if you love them and they love you, tell them they're going to stand with you and help you get through it. And, and yeah. they're going to show you that it's not the truth, that it's just that negative talk in your head. And more often than not, after I've told my girlfriend 
what I'm dealing with, she's gonna, you know, by the end of the day, I couldn't even tell you what it was I was struggling with because it's all gone. She's proven to right. me that it's not the case. And it has created a safe haven for me. Right, right. And that's so important having that safe place to be and, and being able to nurture that with someone um, and, and have that with the person that you spend your time with, having that be your safe place is a, that's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Oh, yeah, it's uh, it definitely a blessing. Um, so, um, yeah, this whole song is is a keeper. Like you said, um, something that stood out to me is that line. The first time I heard it was, I want a church that looks like 12 steps, where all are honest and accepted. Um, but then, the, the, which is nice. But then I, I, that next line after that, it's going to take myself to cultivate the kind of life that others haven't seen yet. It's going to take work on our part. If we just put everything on somebody else like oh the pastor needs to make the church more welcoming um i've got to be welcoming to people and, and go out and, and and make those friends and those acquaintances and and be the person that i want people to be to me uh, and then some you know I, i've got to take an effort and and this christian walk this recovery life it's not easy but gosh i would love it i i was sitting in church this week and i was listening to yet another sermon that is talking about celebrate recovery without saying the word celebrate recovery and it's talking about dealing with your issues and, and walking through steps without talking about walking through steps and i thought okay i want to get my pastor and if you're a pastor out there and you lead a church listen to what i'm saying right now you need to do a 12-part series look at the 12 steps do a 12-part sermon series take three months it's not a big deal it's one quarter of you know the year who cares? You're going to be doing this for a long time. You need stuff to talk about anyway. So here's some free content for you. Speak 12 weeks in a row. I don't care if Christmas comes. I don't care if Easter comes. Do it 12 weeks in a row. Speak about each of the 12 steps, but don't mention that you're talking about the 12 steps. Don't mention celebrate recovery. Don't mention 12 steps. Don't mention recovery. Just talk about looking at the past and dealing with the issues that you've been dealing with and moving on from it and having victory and doing it with the power of Christ. And tell me at the end of 12 weeks, when you do that 13th sermon, you say, oh, by the way, celebrate recovery meets Friday night, seven o'clock RCA church or whatever you're going to tell the people. Tell me if people's lives aren't changed. I, I think we get such, you know, there's a lot of resistance to recovery and the idea of recovery. And man, I would love it. I did go to a church that was a CR-based church and the Bibles in the pew were CR Bibles. And, you know, they read the steps at the beginning of Sunday church and it was awesome. And there were hundreds of people in the congregation. It wasn't like, you know, a 20 person congregation. It was, it was packed. Um, so I challenge you teachers or preachers, there's your, there's your, your challenge for your church to, uh, to sneak in some, uh, 12 weeks of recovery and you're welcome. I, I just gave you a quarter of the year offer. You don't have to come up with a sermon series. So, um, you know, you're welcome. Thank God. And, uh, you know, I let me know how that coffee. goes for you. Yeah. Yeah. Any pastor who does it, I will buy you coffee. That is correct. I will buy you. Uh, if you, if you show me, you do a, a 12 week sermon series on the steps. I will buy you uh, one coffee a week for all 12 weeks. Um, so I'll send you uh, a $60 Starbucks card for doing that. Um, that's my, my pledge to you. Um, so if you've got a pastor who likes coffee and you want to talk about recovery, yeah, play this podcast for him. Um, 
So Kevin, we talked about the mess of self-doubt and this song all together talked about the mess of self-doubt. Yeah. Okay, there's the mess. We gotta have a message. Yeah. What do we do to fight this? How do you, not they, not the listeners, not the, the royal we or you or whatever, how does Kevin fight self-doubt? Um, I've got to stop doing it alone. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, that has been one of the biggest game changers for me. Um, you know, I have my accountability partner. I have my sponsor and I have my girlfriend and between the three of y'all, y'all pretty much know me better than I do anymore. Um, <laughs> But what I've learned is when I'm getting into that cycle to open up, say, I, I'm pretty sure this isn't what's going on. I'm pretty sure this is not reality, but this is what's going on in my head. And opening it up and talking about it, uh, well, half the time just putting it into words, even if it's just texting it you kind of see the absurdity of what you're, th- you're, you're thinking. Aim into that, brother. I mean, writing um, it down and seeing it and saying it out loud to somebody, it, it sounds so sane in my head. And then mm-hmm. I look at it on a, a phone screen or a piece of paper or just here, and I'm like, really? That's what you've been spending the last four weeks worrying about? <laughs> yeah. And... Um, you know, and, and I could get clinical with you and talk about all the different like uh, cognitive behavioral therapy type and, and, and the different therapy tools that people use to try to help defeat I'm self-talk. I'm sorry, I just woke up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I could get into that. But the problem is, is all of those tools are great, but what works for Bowtie Guy might not work for Swatch. Right. And vice versa. Yeah. And so for me, I've found that just getting it out and the quicker, the better, the quicker I can get past it. Um, Being open that you have struggles is an amazing thing. And, And unfortunately for guys, we still, I saw it today. I saw someone make a post that if you're a male and you go to therapy, all you're doing is showing weakness. Mm. and i'm like you got it this is still going on no weakness is show, is still trying to handle it on your own and failing even more yeah i, I believe in cr we call that insanity i think you are correct sir and denial and denial no you got to get help we are a social species we are designed to be with others and if we keep that kind of stuff to ourselves, we're not truly opening up to those around us for them to be able to help us. So in effect, we're distancing ourselves. Yeah, one of the enemy's greatest tools is to put us in a corner and isolate us. So we can't get anybody else to tell us. Like we said, when we write it down, when we say it out loud, somebody else is like, but Paul, that, that's not reasonable what you're thinking yeah. right there. And, and, and when I do it, I'm like, okay, yeah, that's reasonable. What else? Anybody got any other screwy ideas that we can play with here? Okay. Yeah. Paul, you got another. Okay. Oh, Paul, you've got one. Oh, Hey, Paul, 
Paul, Paul's got the floor right now. He's got another screwy idea. Let's just get this train to wreck. And, but yeah. when we have people around us, they can bring us down. And, and sometimes just being able to hear a person breathe on the other side of the phone and know that someone else gets you. Um, I mean, I know that I've got people who get me and who will love me through my crazy and will tolerate yeah. my crazy and be like, okay, I heard you're crazy. And yeah, that's crazy, but um, let's move on now. Yeah. And, and we do, we struggle with so much and, and we got to quit letting it dictate our world because there is so much more to it. And I mean, one of the first um, things I got into the world of self-talk that I, I started learning about, um, it's a book by uh, Gary, uh, Gary John Bishop. Um, I'll let you, the customer or the uh, listeners look up the word because I don't want to say it. The name of the book, it's not exactly clean. <laughs> um, but he, I kind of like his approach. He's very blunt about it. Um, and that's what I appreciated about it is he didn't beat around the bush. He just said, here it is. You're saying things to yourself. Knock it off. <laughs> why are you saying it and uh figure it out um yeah and and, and granted this isn't going to be a great approach to everybody but uh it is a good introduction yeah um, and um and if you if you check him out it's, it's gary john j-o-h-n bishop um you know he's got several books out there that seem to be on a a running theme and um yeah it's not it's not sunday school language but it definitely sounds like a worthwhile message it's a fantastic book as i said and he does have a workbook even to go with the book if you are so inclined and, and, and the workbook uh, you can say online <laughs> we could say on our show without getting an e rating uh for it um so that's that's kind of fun yeah the the, the workbook is called do the work um, mm -hmm. uh, i like that um, but well that was a pause yeah <laughs> well, I, I, both pause. <laughs> but um no i, I just uh, for me though it, it's being open about it being honest <coughs> about it reaching out um i know there's been times where i've even reached out to our pastor and i'm like dude i'm i'm really struggling with some stuff and you know, because sometimes there's a lot of peace just knowing that someone else is praying for you. Yeah. And, you know, I had I had coffee with a friend yesterday. We had breakfast. We had breakfast. Uh, we had breakfast Saturday. That's what it was. I had breakfast with my friend on Saturday. And, you know, I've known this guy for over 40 years. Um, 42 years now I've known this guy. And... Um, we had breakfast and when we were walking out, he just gave me a hug and said, I love you, man. And I was like, wow, I love you too. That was, and it just felt good to hear that. So, so tell someone that they're loved. I mean, someone's waiting to hear it. Uh, when was the last time someone told you that they loved you and you got upset? You know, it's not something that typically is going to make people mad about hearing it. So, so find uh, people and, and show them that they're loved. Well, and, and to really 
pound that nail. I've been going through a lot of suicide training at work. And you crisis. Cut out there, Kevin. Yeah, you, you've been going through a lot of what kind of training? Uh, suicide training. Okay. Uh, and crisis prevention and stuff like that. And the studies that are coming back, they're finding that one of the biggest things that that have happened to stop a person from suicide or even starting the process is someone just a simple check-in someone recognizing that they don't look like they're okay and saying hey are you okay or a random text you know uh i i i I used to not believe in it but i believe in it now is sometimes god can just lead you and say hey check on this person send a little text say hey what's going on thinking about you something as simple as that can in itself stop somebody from committing suicide yeah and um that's i mean more people here that we love is the goal and and people who are healthy if if your neighbor is healthy we're better Mm -hmm. if your enemy is healthy we're better when people are healthy we do better there's less strife when people are healthy and you know, we, I saw a guy on, on Saturday, I was sitting in a restaurant in San Diego and a stranger walked by wearing a Pittsburgh Steelers jersey. And so I said, go Steelers. And he smiled and gave me a fist pump and said, go Steelers. And my grandson looks at me and he's got this look on his face like, well, who's that Papa? And I said, Gabriel, we don't know him, but we like the same team. So that makes us brothers. And, you know, I said, we, if we could just find ways, instead of finding ways to find out how we're different. Look, if you're watching the news, Fox News will tell you who's different from you. MSNBC will tell you who's different from you. They'll tell you why you should hate that person. They'll tell you who's a jerk. Listen, the person that's a jerk is the person on the other side of the screen writing the copy for that person because they're just trying to divide us. We need to find ways to come together and be together. We don't have to agree on everything. Most of my friends vote different than I do, but they still love me and I still love them. And we find the common good. We're, we're here to be brothers and sisters in Christ, not to be enemies. Absolutely. If you want to, bring, if you want to look at something, bring people together, read the Bible. Uh, what we, last week, we're doing the 260 journey through the church or with the church, or as a church, however you want to word it. And last week, the Good Samaritan lesson came up. And Mm -hmm. it was, well, while the the lesson wasn't particularly eye-opening for me, I just really like where it fits in with what we're talking about. It's who's your neighbor? It's whoever you interact with whoever's around you and we need to quit getting mad at each other because someone opened a door for us and just be thankful that we didn't have to do it you know and there's enough anger bred in in our world today so um you know kind of bring back to our song of the week you know be that change cultivate yeah I believe it was Gandhi, I think it was, it said, you know, be the change you want to see. 
in yeah. the world. Yeah. You know, we all have and the power it, to do something. It doesn't take much to do something decent. Uh, no. I came out of a, a, a health clinic today. We got our TB test and I came out of the clinic and there was uh, a car sitting next to our car and a lady came out at the same time as we did. And she walked over to this car next to ours and there's music playing and she opens the door to the passenger side. She's like, turn it down. And the guy who looked to be her boyfriend or husband or whatever, you know, kind of grumbles and turns it down and stuff. Meanwhile, I'm standing on my wife's side of the car, opening the door for her, making sure she got in and closing the door. And they left and they were angry with each other. Bev and I left and we're smiling and happy. And it, it doesn't take much to just do better, you know? Yeah. And that's my favorite thing is if you can make someone smile every day, you can make that your goal is every interaction, leave them smiling. It's not hard. Generally, a decent dad joke works. And, you know, it's not hard to do. But some people are so busy being frustrated or looking for a reason to be frustrated that they can't smile anymore. And, and it's kind of heartbreaking to me. Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, I think about that. When I think about smiling, I think about um, the uh, uh, Jim Volvano speech and uh, how he says, you know, to, to spend a day, each day with some laughter and some thoughts and getting your emotions going. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's something, if, if you can, if you can think every day, if you can, you know, smile every day, if you can cry every day, that's a good day. And you start putting together, um, you know, a couple of good days, you got a good week and a couple of good weeks makes a good month and a couple of good months makes a good year and a couple of good years makes a good life. And it just, we just got to get that snowball going in the right direction and yeah. be honest, be open, be willing to be weak enough to seek help, be willing to drop our masks enough to let someone see what's really going on inside. Because if someone asks how you doing and you say, great, but inside you're dying, they're not going to do anything to help because they don't know that you need that help. If the house is on fire, say it, you know, say it's on fire. Let people know. Yeah. All right. Well, any closing thoughts uh, on this before we close it out here, Kev? Um, yeah, the biggest thing is if you're struggling, if you don't know what else to do, reach out. There, I mean... Our area, we have a, a local crisis hotline for you to call. Call somebody, call a friend, call a preacher. I don't care if you call me. Call somebody and talk. It is so important to being able to get past whatever those issues are. Yeah. And if you believe that, if you really believe that it's important for people to reach out and call and talk, there's a couple things that I want to challenge you to do. One, reach out to your local. Uh, representative in Congress, your your U.S. House of Representatives uh, member, and your your senators to the U.S. Senate, because there's um, uh, 
talk about trying to get a three-digit crisis line started. Like we have 911 that calls emergency and just a three-digit crisis line that's a national recognized line. And that would be so awesome. And if we just call, email, text, go down and visit the people who are voting on these things and let them know, hey, this is something that I think is important. Um, that That's a great way to do it. It doesn't take much time at all to look up your local representative online and just shoot them a text or call the office. They've got people on staff there to just log what people are concerned about. So, you know, call them once a day and get that thing done. Also, um, you can uh, find your local Celebrate Recovery or 12-step group and become active. You know, find some people who you can talk to, have a person. And like Kevin said, you know, if you, if you can't, you can email the show, guy at mess it up podcast.com. Hey, I live here. I can't find anyone. I'll help you find someone. Mm -hmm. Give me a, a call or a text 760-608-1942. I don't care if you don't live where I live. I can help you find some resources. I might not find a person for you, but I can get you pointed in the right direction because you're too valuable for us to lose. If you want to help keep us doing what we're doing, if you want to get us into the prisons, if you want to help send Paul to prison, uh, you can become one of our financial supporters. Uh, by going to messituppodcast.com, click on the Become a Patron Satan uh, button, and it'll take you to our Patreon site. Uh, you can also text the word MUM to 760-608-WALLS-CA and uh, give to us that way. And that does a lot for us. It makes it so that um, we, can, uh, we can afford to get into the prison because, like I said, it's going to be a, a, a big hit to our budget um, this year with the price of gas. When, when the price of gas was half what it was, our budget was right at the level mark. And um, with the price of gas now, we need to find uh, something to do to pay for that, make up that difference, because we will be upside down on our budget each month. But I'm counting on God to come through with the funds for that. So um, thank you in advance if you're part of God's answer for our, our ministry. We really appreciate what you do. And it is tax deductible, going to a good cause. Um, Kevin, thank you so much for coming in while you were sick. Uh, I was the one who wound up coughing. Uh, I tried to hit the mute button. I hope it, it worked, but um, uh, we'll hey, see I, what happened. I had to do it a couple of times myself. <laughs> um, listeners out there, thanks so much. Don't forget to share the word, spread it, let people know, uh, put out bulletins and, and, and posts on social media and just tell people, hey, listen to this uh, podcast because uh, it really does make a difference when we make a difference and you help us make a difference so uh that's all i got except for to say we'll see you next time we mess it up i can't wait thanks for checking out the mess it up podcast if you've got any questions or feedback please email info at mess it up podcast.com don't forget to share with your friends and we'll see you next time we mess it up